Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode is courtesy of the California School of Professional Psychology at Allied University. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get your iPhone 7 with the fantastic camera <laughs> and gather around for another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest. Thank you for that wonderful intro. And let me. It is the greatest camera ever in the new iPhone. You've got the big iPhone, to too. I know. It's the right. greatest camera. It's picture quality. We are privileged to welcome Eden Sassoon to the program today. She's, uh, of course, on The Real Housewives. Beverly Hills, she is the daughter of the late hairstylist and legend, legend, legendary hairstylist and philanthropist Vidal Sassoon. And uh, tell us about what your projects are these Thank days. Thank you, yeah. both of you, for having hey, me. Hey. This I is mean, wonderful. You're into all kinds of stuff. I I'd, am. I'd let me list it. You tell us about it. Well, you know, I kind of, everyone's like, what do you do for work? I said, what does that mean? I live my life and then I open businesses around it and pay it forward. So I, I very much lead by example. But in losing my father, I wanted to open a salon. And oh, wow. that's exactly cool. what I did, Eden by Eden Sassoon, to sort of create how. It was like growing up in a salon, but how I see fit today. I feel like I drove past this. On Sunset Plaza? Yeah. Is it, it, it's Sunset Plaza. Where Tower Sunset, Records used Sunset, to be. no, further yeah, east. Further yes. East, but yeah. Um, by Mel's Diner. It used exactly. To be called, across yes. the street used from to Mel's be called, Diner. Yes, There's I know, a good I know exactly where it is. Yes. Yep. It's a good juice bar right there. Primo's right next yeah, door and yeah. Equinox and yep, everything else. I drove else. past it. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about it, too. And I, it's weird. I had a little conversation with myself. I said... So soon is he still around? Is yeah. it, that Drew, is he, yeah. Drew, Drew tends to frown on the 70s, but the 70s were great. <laughs> well, I was born that. in 73, and so <laughs> I remember just enough. She didn't live through the 70s. Was <laughs> I was there. I was too. I was at, at uh, what's the name of the, the uh, Fiorucci and, oh, and Beverly Hills. Oh, I remember. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It was a great era. Blondie was playing in the clothing store, Drew. <laughs> now, now, hold on a second. <laughs> Before people start he complaining about Bob, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can you turn his mic down a little bit? Oh, I think that may be what people are complaining about. He's very loud. It's, it's I'm loud, okay. too. No, you're good. So you know. You're good. Okay, so move your mic you away from your mouth. Okay. <laughs> good you voice. Go. There you go. It, I, Love I think it. We're getting away from the point that the <laughs> 70s were the greatest era ever for having fun and music. What about the roller skating rink? Yeah. Bo- bo- uh, uh, fl- flippers. Ah, yes. <laughs> How come, I saw Prince there. How come <sighs> good. people aren't uh, taking to task the behavior of, say, people like the Led Zeppelin, who used to burn cigarettes on women and, oh, and, and, and don't sexually... Oh, tell me that. Oh, terrible stuff. They're still stuff. doing that. Bill O'Reilly's still doing that. No, not like that. <laughs> Not like that. Wait, was this out of like a, a a painful evil thing or like a sort of sexual? No, this painful. Is fun? Like like <gasps> we, like the the thing was. Oh, these women in America will let us do anything to them. Watch. Isn't that what Trump said on the videotape? Bob, stop Did with the. <laughs> Well, what he said was, and and I would challenge women because to... he's famous that he can do anything he wants, what? and that's the same that's thing. That's ridiculous. Same thing Led Zeppelin was saying forty years before. Well, I don't know if that neither was fame is okay. or like music and sex and drugs and rock and roll. I'm just saying the the music and the art and all of that. I look at that in the seventies, 
and Vidal Sassoon was there. Right, you're right. there. You're right. At the center of you're it. Right. You look at the psychopathology no, no, of the people. Listen, you, you're which, right <laughs> that the art, the, the cinema, the art, the but music. But then haircutting uh, became haircut, a thing. Yes, yes, I agree. Listen, I went to her I used to go with my mom. It was, it was so great. In the late 50s, 60s, he, this is, he started... You know, and and I didn't really realize until he passed that, wow, that's my dad. It's you know he cuts hair. Just your dad, yeah. Right, and then he passed, and I thought, oh my god, this is a man that created an empire. He was iconic. That yeah, yeah, I mean, he was an artist, and then he was yeah. he changed everything. the culture. Changed Susan, the culture. how many times yeah. did you mention? I mean, as long as I've oh. it comes up all the time. I was a hairdresser. <gasps> no, I was. I was a haircutter when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I went to beauty college and I used to take my mom to Vidal Sassoon because she had sort of that typical haircut, like for a birthday. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted to In go Newport. to his, I wanted to go to his training camp. Which camp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> camp. His schools, yeah. But then I broke They're my still- leg when I was 22 and I couldn't do hair. So I went into modeling and radio and television. So, and here but, I, but I was like a, but I love Vidal Sassoon. All his, all his techniques Everybody were amazing. Does. You ever met yeah. somebody that doesn't like him? Well, no, yeah, but well, she's saying professionally, the generation. She, she learned his techniques. He yeah. represents the 70s to me, Drew. I agree with he, that. In, in fashion that. and hair and beauty and what he gave to women. It's 1978. Empowerment. So, uh-huh, freedom and just like wash and go. And it was a whole, it was a movement. And granted, I was obviously just young and his daughter. But you, we would sing the songs all the time, the time and run around, me and my friends, and make fun. And, you know. Then it became like a brand which i think it yes. was one of the original brands yes See, it was. there is a whole generation of people that don't know about the salons themselves or the schools just know there's a shampoo called Vidal yes, Sassoon right. Shampoo. Because right. they see it now in the supermarkets <laughs> right. on the bottom of the shelf right. in Ralph's. And yeah. they didn't realize, oh, this is a man. This is someone who created the the empire. This is someone who really put forth his life into, you know. Uh, it was just fun. I used to go there with my mom. It was just no fun. It's fun. It was just mm. Larger than life. There was a woman named Olive Grace who was best friends with my mom, and she was friends with Pamela Mason. And they all three used to go to the one in Brentwood. There was one in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Santa Monica or Westwood. Westwood. Yes. I was in New And I would go there. Yeah. And I would go there, and it just (laughs) was so fabulous. I was like 11, 12. But there's a lot of drugs there, though, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. I don't, well, you That's know, Dad never... Dad no, not didn't, your dad. No, your but dad. I mean, so to have that around, because obviously it's the one who's leading the environment, I'm hoping that my salon is not full of any of that, and I think I would pick up on it. So but, I don't, but I mean, you got to remember, sure. in, from, from their perspective, from the hairdresser hairdressers. perspective... Coke was non-addictive then. Cocaine was non-addictive in the 70s. It literally was being promoted <laughs> as just a fun... Alter- don't you, no, don't it, you it, wish it, you'd it, been yeah. born a few years earlier? No, because I watched everyone. That went well into the 80s, that notion of, hey, this is no. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Are you telling me that people it. thought cocaine was not addictive? For a decade. For a decade. I've never done it, by the way. It, it literally. I've watched too many people die and overdose, and it and literally wasn't until. I've done well, that's things. not the right route of administration. Well, I've done is like fentramine, the diet drug, considered. It's almost like cocaine, right? No, it's different. It's oh, speed. See, so it's I speed. wouldn't know. Oh, it's speed. speed. <gasps> Don't tell me that. I can't. Well, the, well, I was young. It was fun. It's the speed. I painted my whole house in one night. <laughs> they well, came what, home from the club and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm painting the walls. What's speedy about that? No speed there. <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to go out? It's 4.30 in the morning. I'm done painting. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds wonderful. But, but be that as it may. But you're in recovery now? 
Oh, I'm sober now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was uh, when I was... And, and you, I, I was reading sort of about some of your things about 12-step and all that, and you guys are very similar in your sort of feelings about the program and stuff, I we think. We are? Yeah, I think. I, well, I can tell you that it's it's hard for me to go to a lot of meetings because, or any well, for no, that matter. Well, <laughs> um, well, that's not true. Are, I do go, and I definitely... I have this theory. It's a Southern California thing. Southern California is the center of all rehabs. There's 2,800 rehabs in Southern California, something Jesus. like that. And... The rehab speak started to spread and pollute the waters of the twelve step world. That's and, what the, I and, the, and the replacement. Everyone's on drugs. Everyone's yeah, on doctors drugs. are telling people don't tell. They don't yeah. need to know. But it, yeah. but but there's something. But that's an interesting question. But don't that's let me been forget. going on forever. What I kind found of drugs? Well, benzos. benzos. Benzos were going on in the eighties, and people I, were I being quieted so, about so, it. Quiet so Valium type drugs, Suboxone. Those are the two that worry us, and, and you could argue Seroquel, Neuron, other things are being highly pushed. Questioned. Yeah. But, I, but I really think it was just well hidden in the 80s and 90s with the benzos. Suboxone is so out in the open, it can't really, it, it immediately decides. Right. Can you, you tell me dial. what that is? And, it's and a replacement everyone? drug for heroin. It's like methadone. Oh, so they put you on methadone. that to take you off. Well, it was designed for that, but they leave them on. Yeah, it's a maintenance drug. And but by anyways, the way, I pulled I pulled the original article that that started the whole thing, and you I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the abstract at the event we're, we're speaking in New Jersey. This will already have happened by the time this airs, but we're speaking soon in New Jersey. Sure and it literally, it literally was with Chris Christie and maybe is is your other buddy. Hopefully, <laughs> Ted Cruz will be there. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> Those are my new buddies. <laughs> I wonder when I walk into a meeting if they're going. This guy's a Republican? <laughs> well, they know better. Uh, no, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But yes. but they, um, where was I? That's true. Uh, oh, so the original article says, this is the perfect drug because the addicts find it agreeable. They say it's the most rewarding drug they've ever taken and there's no withdrawal. And I thought, are you kidding? They say they're that te- about Adderall too. They're telling you this makes them high, <laughs> and they want to get. They want it. It's like you kidding me. But at the end of the day, it all comes back down to money, right? Well, I mean, the drug companies is, are pushing. I don't know that d- it's that anymore. I think it initially was 15 years ago because there was no need for Suboxone, and they were trying to push it. But now, when 60,000, 70,000 kids are dying of it. I'm for it in the proper right, context. as am I. Right. Just like marijuana, now that it's legal and everyone's smoking and it's okay. Hold on a second. This is out of control. Yeah. Completely out of control. Out of control. Yeah, we, we always do that. We have to go all one way and all the other until we find some rational Right, and, well, and alcohol. Who mm-hmm. may... Who, are you, come on. It should not... Sorry, obviously that's a huge issue, but it's it's legal? Why? Obviously, financial reasons, and people are insane. Well, no, that's we, how the I normal will... guys argued for pot. Yeah. Because right. alcohol causes violence. Yeah, we yeah. know that. Oh, no, I'd causes... much rather run into somebody on pot than alcohol, but... but Dr. Drew just said that. I would. <laughs> in a dark alley, you want some drunk, geeked out drunk guy, it. you want the stoner. I had this at Coachella for two weekends. Trust me, oh, I saw some God. drunk you, people. That's Awful. But, Sorry, Coachella. But, but, but I think awful. there's something even worse, more pernicious going on as it pertains to the, the silliness pernicious. around our laws, which is there's a moral, a morality, a weird moral sort of high ground that everyone sits in judgment of people that I use substances. I think it's coming down. Alcohol, though. good. Marijuana, bad. Oh, that. It's but that. But heroin, I think, I heroin, think the terrible, public... bad person, bad person. Right, everybody, you know, it's they yeah. each, to each their own. Well, even thing. if people well, can't terrible. control their liquor. But I think the public is becoming more aware of trauma, 
more aware of addiction. Maybe. And everybody's becoming more open-minded about well, it. Well, of course, it and then very... you stick someone like me on the Housewives of Beverly Hills, and we talk about addiction, and we're up against, you know, Kyle and her sister, not up against, but dealing with that issue. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're up against and then it. you have to talk about... <laughs> There's a compare and contrast. Well, yes, and then my sister, and that all comes to play, and then Your sister like, died of addiction. She, yeah, she overdosed. Yeah. And then we talk about, okay, but you're on medication. And they judge me for that. Yes, I have a doctor and I'm prescribed and I had anxiety and depression when I lost my sister, my best friend, and Look, my father. The, no, no, the, the, the tapestry that is the process of drug addiction recovery, the, we need a whole it's, loom. We need a gigantic you know, right. uh, tapestry. We, we, we can't talk exactly. about it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm sort of advocating at this presentation. Um, but like a Kylie, Kylie, which is the one that's got Kyle the or Kim? Kim. Kim's got the bad addiction. Kim, somebody like that, and we used to treat lots of people like that, has to like – she has to be just – Dead on. Dead on all the time. Therapy. Period. Exor- meeting yes, three times yes, a day. Yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. That's yes, it. Because yes. she has life – imminently life-threatening right. addiction. I agree. And that's that's what we used to deal with. So we're like, that's what you have to do because – And that, that would have now, been someone like my sister. Exactly. Completely. Someone in and the middle – And my brother who's going through it right now. Someone in the middle, it's like, all right, well, there's alternative ways of pr- approaching this. I get that. And, then and there's, was, and there's ride that along. I ride along with people. I know they're struggling, but they're not ready to get sober yet. Yeah, so well, I'm just common. I befriend them. I love them. I text <laughs> That's them. That's where I I'm at them, now right? I, I, yeah. to love them instead of your try to – With your brother? Well, my brother, my adopted brother, David, who is uh, – He's in the middle of it now, and we just we offered, okay, come back home, go to cry help. He's got nothing cry he lost help. at all. Wow, you are a serious mf'er. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm done. And now, and he said, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go to the ranch in Palm Springs. And I said, then you oh, can. The, then we're done. The ranch we're is done. all right. You know what? The desert hot it's, springs. Hey, hey, it's in desert hot. It's hot not. Springs. It's not. It's not. Cry help. It's it's the same thing. If no, if it's no the way. ranch and desert cry help hot cry springs, help. it is. And he said, we check in, and it's two weeks later. And I'm like, you can keep doing meth or drinking or whatever you're doing, but we're done. We're done. We're done. I'm sorry. I just opened my mom and my brother up to you and everything that's going on. And we one last time said, here's our effort, and he didn't take it. And I think I've come to the same. You, you have to, um, in order for it to be, <sighs> boy, you're doing a lot of sighing here. Well, this has just been going on. Well, well I will tell time, you, but... the one thing I would urge you to do if you can manage it is make sure there's somebody in your court, I'm sure you have a therapist or something, you know, but, I don't necessarily. I can sit on the couch. I talk to my psycho former college,ist and he sits there and he listens to me. And he's then, like, then get hmm. a, then get an Alan on sponsor. You need somebody somebody in your court so you can detach with caring and not anger. Can and I just say, please detach me from my brother? Well, you can, but but you're going to do it you, when it comes to how you tell him. Inevitably, we we get frustrated it's and angry. Sick. I love you, but go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go find your life. I was down and out. Fine. I was hurting. Fine. I was broken. Fine. Right there. Right there. But 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 the disease makes us angry and frustrated and they'll poke at us. You know, they know how to do that. They 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 do it automatically, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we have to have people with us. I like when I when we're therapeutically dealing with patients, yeah. I, bring, I bring somebody like him in the room with me. Because I know I'll get stuck I'll get spun so into So how it. would you deal with my brother other than just say goodbye, I'm done? Good, goodbye with love. I love you. I wish you the best. I can't be a part of this. And yeah, right, right. But it's, it's hard to do. Difficult. It's hard to do. It's very it's very I, you know what? In losing my sister and then dealing, I have a very like my father. I think low threshold for addicts. I'm sorry because I know what I went through, and I think I, I found well, it. I drove. There, there I is a it. there I, is another way to approach it. How? There, a, I, I have no skill with this, and I would not recommend it for anybody. But I've seen it work, and it, it's certain people that can pull this off. Go. 
You're a lying sack. Just go. Just come down. That's on the what I do. You're a lying sack of shit. You. you don't have any prayer of sobriety. I here's a here's a number Sorry. to call. If but you have no prayer of doing it. So good luck. And and I've seen people out of resentment to that get sober. I, I mean, <laughs> so, I I kind of so, go with that direction. I get so, really intense and well, be and careful. That's rude. a very dangerous way to go. It's, for I, me I can, or for them? Because I'm it can, a. It can hurt them. Yeah, they, they hurt could. Them. Well, yeah. Right nowadays, but it's you know, you know what I'm talking honesty. about. Yeah. There was a guy out in Denver in Rapaho House that would do. that. He was an intake guy, and he's a long term sober guy and he just knew who to do that to and he would do it and, and they, they would they would click go, into it and you know what he's they would right. go no they oh, would go the other way they would go way deep and and go fuck you and uh, go you i'll show you this kind of thing uh right and that's that's a dangerous thing that's a dangerous right. thing. Yeah. I, I could never do that yeah. as a and, and then, then again i don't do it to people yeah. who i'm not interacting yeah. with i'm not, right, not by any mean yeah. yeah well i just try to use a rule of thumb i say what i can live with myself saying regardless of the outcome yeah so if they kill themselves yeah or if they die of a right. drug overdose, or they get sober, whatever I said, I can live with all yes. three of those outcomes, yeah. or they stay the same, yeah. right? And at a certain point when you're so frustrated with somebody, the 12-step rules are, listen, I've tried to help them too many times and it doesn't work. Somebody else needs to oh, do fuck, this yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether it's a family friend or a therapist or just turn it over to somebody else if it's not well, working. Well, his sponsor just, le- just left him, said, I'm done with you too. Okay. So, uh, well, eventually you get the message. I was your brother. <laughs> like, well, that's what I'm hoping. Everybody was done with me. I, I, I told, Even my drug dealer uh, was wanting right. me to go to rehab. That's true. One of the big drug dealers said, t- Bob, you're out of control. You need to go. And, and I was in his life back then, the 88 or something. Yeah. And I told everybody, I go, sorry, we can't be around this guy. We cannot. He's dead. He's going to be dead any minute. I don't want to be a part of it. So he's. I, I coached everybody. I said, say, say your farewell. Grief. Deal with the grief. It's over. What, I survived fif- seven more years like that. Wow. Yeah. 15, 15 years later or something, I was giving a lecture, and this, this guy sitting in the front row, and I'm like, well, couldn't be Bob Forrest because that guy's dead. Wow. <laughs> so, there I am with yeah. little kids. That's how, amazing. How, you, you, how old are your kids? My daughter is uh, – she'll be 11. Sorry, she'll be 12. And my son's 10. He'll be turning 11. So you're in the middle of all that. Yeah, which is beautiful. I love sobriety to me is just everything. And it's not, I don't go to the meetings every day. I don't turn. I got a question for you. When you were a kid, what was the age you were allowed to go ride your bike around the neighborhood to a friend's house a couple blocks away? When I was a kid, I could pretty much do whatever I want because my mom is a recovering alcoholic. I had my nannies giving me the love I needed. But my dad was building an empire. No one had... So he could go. I, could I was thinking I about that because I'm thinking about Elvis. Like he took his scooter and went down the street the other yesterday. Everybody, everybody freaked his out. Six year old. I was kind of like, yeah. is this the right thing? Well, today, I don't know. Yeah. What, who, what would other people think? I don't know where he is right now. I'm not you know as what worried I mean? As like, as what, it's a dirt road that only goes down to another kid's house. I would say go. Have fun. <laughs> I know, but we're a but, hysterical society. Oh, I'm not. About, about I, I'm child. like, learn the hard way. Go do it. Do Guess what? You, I was you. You're going to be me. Even being, I'm divorced. I'm single mom. You know, why don't bring in men to your kid's life? Look, my daughter could be me. She could get married. She could get divorced. And here I am pretending that I don't have male friends or that I, I do, I'm very open and honest with my children. Do you children. understand what I'm saying, though? 100%. The social norms have changed. Ugh, because I was, I, re- I realized I was eight when this happened. When you cut your finger off. Yeah, I was riding through Venice on my bicycle on Where? Venice Boulevard. See. Oh, nice. Going over Nicely to a friend's done. house at dark. It was like sunset. Crashed into a car on, on Venice Boulevard, right? 
kids used to ride their bikes places. If, if that happened to your kid today, though, you'd be investigated by child protective services. That's, that's the understand. That's also truth of it. Well, yeah. but it's there's also a legal standard now too. It's, yeah. not, it's not just a social standard. There's, there's a the, the le- and, and to some extent, of course, that's good. But we've become hysterical as a result. I yeah, think. hysterical. Is Look, a good I name. tell my children, and I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for saying this. Not to have kids. This world is that can be that torturesome and that hard for some people. Where you see, you don't. They don't have the light. They don't see it, and the, they can't. The problem grasp is it. the people who elect not to do so are precisely the people I wish would. You know what I mean? They're, right, they're the right. ones that ought to. Right. It's and then, the wrong people are having them. It's and, just painful. It's hard. And if you don't have the right tools, and no one's teaching people those tools, and, and why aren't we more into spirituality than all these things? You, everyone lives in this box. Well, who put us in this box and we can't think outside of it and do things that are different? And like sobriety or like AA, there's so many ways to heal energetically and spiritually. And I mean, with shaman. So well, he wrote a book about narcissism and a narcissistic culture that America has become has a sort it's almost an, like an authoritarian narcissism where there this is the way it's supposed to be and you have a divide this is the way it's supposed to be the liberal progressive way or this is the way it's supposed to be the good old days right i'm following go ahead and so so there, there's no center anymore. There's no right. common sense anymore. It's either yeah. all crazy or that way or all crazy yeah, this way. That's true. What I found interesting in the French elections, they... Is that over two, now? Well, now it goes to the second round. They took the two extreme... They're going in... You Macron know, and Le, 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 Le Pen. Le, Le Pen, Le, the, Le Pen the, the woman whose yeah. dad was the crazy yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not just America. The whole world, world is going either this way or that way. True, true. It's crazy because most of us are somewhere in the middle. I, I think that's where common sense is. Common sense is in the middle. Well, I feel like the, the cultural archetype is shifting. Completely. The, yeah, and I don't Completely. know what it's shifting into. I, I feel like... We had this, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and I've not Me discussed too. this with you, but because I usually was sort of, I was like, ah, that's all nonsense. But lately I've been trying to think, you know, the anthropology of archetypes probably has real meaning across historical arcs. And I think we probably had a hero archetype going into the Second World War. Mm-hmm. We came out of it. We were the vanquishing hero. And then we spawned a group, several generations that became the anti-hero, that they glorified antisocial, Right. Rock stars, mm-hmm. music, drug addicts. That that's became what's good, and we're sort of at the tail end of all that now. It's kind of we're kind of burning ourselves out by well, by f- splitting into camps, just like you're describing. Yeah. And we need a new unifying we need a new center. Ar- archetype. And I and I think it might it's something it's, like a hero okay. again because it's the it's opposite technology. Well, no, no, that's bad. <laughs> I, it, I know it's, it's the opposite. It needs to be the opposite of victim because the victim has been very much a part of the. Problem lately. And so this is, feeling victimized. This stuff is why you feel that we shouldn't bring children into the world. I'm of the opposite. I believe that free thinkers and and kind of people that have a I think uh, that way too, though. I, because and it's crazy, but it's true that the movie Idiocracy. You ever seen it by no, Mike Judge? Oh yeah, okay. very funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's real. True. <laughs> Let's put it this way: every everybody ends up watching a TV show, and it's one TV show called "Ouch My Balls." Kick, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, just "Ouch My, my Balls,", balls. <laughs> and people get, <laughs> it's one TV show. Everybody watches it. it. And everything is sponsored by Carl's Jr. <laughs> Okay, well, it's it fun. Was... It's scary and funny at the same time. Yeah. This is horrifying. Yeah. I know. And so... Terry doesn't Terry Crews become the the the, the president? Yeah, the fighter. Because yeah. he can. The president there, there is the guy who Starbucks can kick everybody's McDonald's. ass. 
Yeah, Starbucks is a prostitution place. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. That's genius. Yeah, so, it's, but, it's, okay, it's got a certain, it's a certain but, kind of genius. But yeah. what caused it was that the rational, intelligent, educated people didn't have children, and the irrational, right. uneducated right. people procreated like crazy. <laughs> so, so there's no real fix. We need to a balance. This. Yes, a balance of yeah, but What would the archetype be? You guys of the who the centrist would be. What, what what's the story we tell ourselves that gets us out of this? What, what would the you know the hero story, the, cooler, the antisocial no, story? I think within. Who are you? What's what is no, you? No, but it has to be what, an archetype. We have to follow oh, a, some, a narrative. What's the narrative that that sort of the cultural narrative that we all could buy into? The courage. You what I'm it's courageous. It is courageous. courageous. I totally agree with you. Courageous. So what? I hundred percent agree. It's courageous so, so, for me, a progressive, to say really, I'm not. That so, much so, concern so what, with what, the radical left ideas so, so is it the, that they're trying to shove down the throat of America right now. This is not the time or place to be going radical. This is the time and place for coming together and finding right, solutions. Right. I'm with you. But, now, but now that takes courage okay, so of courage. Republicans and Democrats. Okay, so where is there an archetype, a, a, a mythological archetype that follows that path of courage? Is it Homeric courage? Is it? I think it's is Solomon. It a lion. It's I think it's so, a, Solomon. I, I sort of agree. I keep thinking it's, it's a wizard like or a wisdom or something. Yeah, it's something. Somebody I'm who's experienced see, why it Why do you always go to the male? I'm feeling a female goddess. <laughs> fine, fine. A complete I'm goddess. Okay. Okay. And she right. is just sort of shining this light, but it's full of wisdom and sitting there and, and just has it together and sees it all. And Shiva. And her, I, I'm Shiva, officially... Right? Well, first I, of all, I, is Shiva I call it Eden. I don't know. I'm first of all officially an asshole because I kept trying to think about this. Males. And I, and I only thought of males. <laughs> Both so of you. I heard it. I'm like, wait, hold officially on. Officially, I'm an asshole. So, <laughs> and I'm more alpha so, than female. So, I'm so but I, I think you're right that we've got to find that. Back Athena to like the, 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 the Athena, center, the yeah. earth, the female we Athena. create. We bring people into this world. No woman is you know really what? honoring that to, too we much. We need to watch the see what the myth of Athena is. Although, although I don't know if we could shift our. Well, we probably could. Well, why? I think that women are sorry more powerful than men. Well, not more powerful, but are coming up and becoming that, and men are more accepting. I hundred percent agree with you. However, I just I'm worrying that. It's so much about founding fathers in this country. This is a major shift to go then to Athena. And if we start teaching our daughters, I, my daughters, I'm for it. I'm yeah, for it. it I, don't get me wrong. Well, it's into... certainly not Elizabeth Warren. I can tell you that. I know. Who's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren is this lefty that's going to run for president, supposedly. What? Uh, See, you know, I'm not huge and on it's politics just tear because it I. Apart. Right. So you have always been a Republican? No, no, uh, no I'm He's a the liberal. Opposite. I'm oh, the opposite. oh, oh! But I'm I now have a. You... In the last six or seven years, I've gone. Uh, here's this interesting thing. My friend is known as a Democrat, right? But he says he was a Republican during Reagan, and the Republicans just moved so far away what he believes, and and Clinton came. To, from the left to yeah. the center, yeah. and he said, "Oh, I must be a Democrat yeah. now." I feel like that happened to me. Yeah. As a re- Democrat, I, they just moved so far to the left that common sense and and the center is now becoming the weird Kasich. Right? Kasich was the one that I thought made sense, but right? he was too much of an old boy, you know, white male kind of thing. And he's so, a bore too. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you from a standpoint of ability. That's like, oh, Ted. Cruz, can you imagine? What? Just I, I, I was thinking. Maybe were... I can progress him along. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
he's a smart guy. I'll give it. Oh him. yeah, Harvard. Um, we're we're here with Eden Sassoon. She obviously is a delight, and she's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You can see her there. You can go visit her salon on Sunset Boulevard. More so, I have two Pilates studios. Because okay, where are they? Body's not you know. Where are they? Which is what I wanted fit, to talk your about. Mind isn't. I, I wanted to talk about Look how, how healthy her hair looks. Yeah. Um. This it's is Balmain Extensions. Thank you. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Susan, find her extension Where'd you get that at? Oh, my girl comes in every six weeks from the East Coast. Well, how much is real and how much is not? Well, so my real length is, look, right there. The brown, Wait, yeah. hold on, the brown, exactly. Uh, this healthy, is a lion's head of hair, but I... That's healthy looking hair. I had to do it because it, it was short for so long. I'm like, you know what? I went Sassoon and now I got to go back to Eden. You know Carrie White? Yeah, she All was right. my sponsor. There you go. We'll take a break and we'll be back with that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one of the most amazing parts of working in treatment is seeing a number of former patients successfully move on and choose to become mental health professionals themselves. Yes, I've seen it. And the field of psychology is vast. The need for competent practitioners has not been greater and never been greater. If you're considering this rewarding career, I suggest you look at the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant University. I've been familiar with Alliant for some time now. I've spoken at their events. It was founded in 1969, boasts an alumni network of nearly 50,000 people worldwide. Alliant has fostered many of today's mental health pioneers, authors, and advocates. CSPP at Alliant University hosts both on-ground and online programs in business psychology, marriage and family therapy, clinical counseling. They also offer an APA-accredited doctoral program in clinical psychology that allows for specialization in child psychology, clinical forensic psychology, and integrated psychology. Faculty is industry leaders. Former faculty includes names like Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Viktor Frankl. Come on now. Those are names everyone's heard, some of the fathers of modern psychology. For more information on the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant, check the Alliant banner on my site or visit Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T, dot E-D-U. That is Alliant, dot E-D-U. Welcome back. And I, I did want to talk to Eden about sort of there's so much now about the body and emotional life. And uh, there's so much going on right now that uh, you literally I, I'm beginning to think of the brain more as a system that identifies and expresses emotion. But actual feelings are in, in these one of these regions of our body. Yeah. A little so, lower down, too. Yeah. No, three. Pelvis, pelvis yeah. abdomen, ch- chest. And, and really what we need is... You're the is one that opened my mind to that because so yeah. many, so many, I would say, 35 to 45-year-old women who had suffered trauma mm-hmm. who came into our treatment center mm-hmm. were, were had fibromyalgia pain. and pain mm-hmm. in the lower Pelvic region. And, stuff, and he yeah. said, this is a psychic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and at the time, fibromyalgia was a big diagnosis right. that everybody well, was not, not to be, on. Let's, and let's be fair: fibromyalgia is a syndrome; it, it exists, and it's largely, in my humble opinion, a sleep disorder. If you restore their sleep, their fibromyalgia gets better, and then if you connect them to their body, you t- tone down the insula cortex. There's a part of your brain that just goes, "Ah, this everything's on fire all the time. Everything's a mess." It's called the insula cortex. Think, so we we literally have a, and I, I'm going to talk about heal in just a second, but. No, I'm talking about heel right now. Then I'm going to tell you about the homunculus. Heel is get, uh, Say this word, homunculus, when I finish heel. Homunculus. This is a group homunculus. I work with. I'm on the uh, advisory board for it. Uh, it's uh, heel.com, H-E-A-L.com. They have a doctor in your house within two hours. For 99 bucks. $99 all in. No. Or if you have major insurances, just copay typically. And it's this is we great, carefully select every one of these <gasps> people. Some of them are double board certified, peds and medicine or family practice. And they are high quality. 
people don't understand. When you go in an emergency room, you're paying for all that infrastructure, all those people running around, all that equipment. All, you don't, you don't need, and by the way, they have a, a standard where they have to do all these labs and things. Yeah, on. They have to because legally is an issue. Right. When a guy comes to your home or a woman comes to your home and pays attention to you and they're skilled. The way skilled, medicine had been done in America the, the for 150 years. Done, guess what? With their little black bag. It's yep. 99 bucks. So go to heal.com or get the app. It's in most major cities. Can we so talk about that Yeah, wait, hold on. That's incredible because a lot of doctors are, that I've seen you know, went to the concierge service and you have to pay $25,000 yeah. yeah, yeah. and they'll come whenever you want. Well, that's right. insane for most people. You don't no. need to do that. And while on the other hand, people are willing to pay you know, three, four, eight hundred dollars in emergency room or urgent care visit when it's only 99 bucks yeah. or your copay. And that's well, two things. Two hours. Things. And no waiting and no traffic. There's, they come to you two hours. We've house. got to get America to stop thinking of the way they do about medicine. That's a key. I know you're into health oh, and wellness. My God, it's a key yes. to oh. all of this. One of the things I grew Explain up, that. So, so doctors used to be family friends, and they used to come over to your house when one yeah. of your family members All were sick. All my doctors are my... And while they were there, they'd say, Idy, you're smoking again. God damn it, you got to right. stop smoking. Yeah. Right? To yeah. my dad. Yeah. They were a part of the family, and they knew each individual family member, and they came to our house. Yeah, and you were connected, right? and you trusted. And, we, and, and there was had... something about when Dr. Beam, his the name relation. was, came to deal with me when I was going through whatever sickness I was going through. He would also see my mom and dad... Fa- marriage counsel them. Now we do want you move over a little bit here because they're going to start a. Do Facebook you know what live. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. Marriage counsel. So this was this was common up to the but, 60s. But here's why this is very common. Here's the biggest problem. We need to get attorneys and bureaucracy out of medicine. The, the more attorneys are backed off and doctors are allowed to do their job, it becomes efficient again. Because as soon as you start having requirements and layers and layers of legal issues. But is a, is a home visit less litigious, less problematic? Um, it has a different standard associated yeah. with it. It's so, just, yeah. It's yeah, it not does. right. Why can't, if a doctor's a doctor, a patient needs their help, that's it, period. That's it, period. A that's to right. B. All right. So, we are, uh, are you on there now? We're live. Okay. They're going to be hey, on Facebook. We're live coming now. on live. So, and the uh, other but, thing but, is William Carlos Williams. One. Huh? We're now live with Facebook. Are we live on two Facebooks? Two Facebooks. Eden, Instagram. Eden Sassoon from Real Housewives. This is, we are doing, a social media queen. Well, come on. We're doing this live podcast to Eden's people that will be <laughs> airing in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, please do ask your questions of us, whatever they might be. We'll try to answer them here. But uh, homunculus, let me tell you about homunculus. this. Okay. Okay. I think you know that. I hope you know that that we have these little homunculi in our. No, I don't. Please okay. tell me. Our our body, our body landscape, the motor and sensory landscape is represented on the cortex in our in our body. There's a place for our eyes, our brain, or the. Well, yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I'm, excuse me, our hands, our legs, our, every every. There are two strips. One strip is sensory, and one strip is motor. Okay. Okay. And we've known that forever. You you can you can zap a part of your brain and you'll you'll move your hand and that kind of thing. And we we you know and you, there are things that get fed up through the body into that region of sensory sensory but there's there's two components of pain that for instance discomfort there's a somatic component which is you cut your finger off it hurts you register it in the cortex you will respond you to it see it <laughs> well there's another part of the brain called the insula cortex which gives the affective meaning the misery index of things that come out of your body and it turns out these three big systems here these parathymic yeah. feed into it the vagus nerve is a way more interesting thing than i was ever trained in medical school it turns out like 70% of it is coming out of the body and goes to a region of the brain called the uh, nucleus tractus solitaris, which has another homunculus, but it's sort, of a, it's sort of a vague homunculus about the feelings of the body. 
And then that goes to the insular cortex. And that's why the insular cortex fires off so crazily if people have any sort of unprocessed trauma in their body. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so we're now starting to understand this stuff. And that's so, a way to break down pain in America. Because it's to shut it's your brain all off. interwoven. <laughs> I th- don't you think if you had enough, uh, I hate to use the word control, but understanding of the brain and and control, and you really were, it, your mind was in your body, you could... There's two aspects to that. Yes, uh, to make it simple, but the, the first aspect is embedding yourself in your body and feeling what comes out of it without having ca- your hair catching on fire, without being flipped out emotionally. But a lot of people can't tolerate that or can't connect to that. And the way we connect to it is in intimate contact with other people. Yeah, I was going to say, who, who doesn't we, technology... Who we, so we send feelings across to. Thank you. You, you metabolize you it and send it back to me. You summed up my season on Housewives. Thank okay, you. good. Doesn't right. technology... Pay attention. Doesn't technology <laughs> disconnect us from yes, human... Yes, 100%, uh, 100%. So any questions coming up on Facebook? Any. No. But... Some technology, when you're connected to, and the way that I share on my Instagram and Facebook, there's whether it be through a photo and the words that I say really impact people's lives and then give them, you know, whether I'm leading by example or whatever it is, some some motivation or inspiration yes, to and, go and out and do correct, something. Correct. And I don't, I don't mean the technology is purely evil or worthless. What I'm well, saying I is mean, it, I, it interferes with that connectedness. Yes. It yes. Gets Think the about the neighborhood you grew up in, right? Wasn't there a lot of different kinds of people? Remember the names of the people and who, what their deal was. And like Irene Erdman lived on the corner and if we rode our bikes, it was like a cliche. Over her lawn, she'd come running out and she'd run over to my mom's house. There were interesting people that did talk about health and wellness and did talk about yeah, marriages being healthy. And marriages. there was community mm-hmm. in a neighborhood mm-hmm. in America up until well, it seems the like the 1980s. The, the, the theory was that there was the family. And yes. then your neighbors, yes, and then your community, and then you became politically present in your city and township. That that's democracy. The yeah, that was the theory. And you lived in the same house, regardless of how much money you made. Yeah. Oh wait, but Facebook. Hold on, Facebook wants to ring in. This doesn't. Level of intoxication actually help your body survive during physical trauma. Oh, does, does he's what? talking about. I think that what they might be talking about. Ask him. Is like if you're really drunk and you get in a car accident, you're kind of relaxed. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I think I think more, it is kind of true. I think some I've been of that in is true. a few car accidents. I think some I've of that is true. I've done some things, you're not sober, and they were. What is it about yeah. that? I think addicts and alcoholics are phenomenal survivors. I think that's more than anything <laughs> is the deal. I think the, the until the, you don't. Yeah, I think the relaxation helps, but I think really they're unbelievable survivors. But you're that's at a why, different state when you're in your true, normal state. True, but that's why the us. gene persists, right? Because well, the there's an evolutionary my, advantage to it. But in let's go with my worst car accident. I don't think. I would have gotten in it if I wasn't right. in a blackout drunk. But the fact that the telephone <laughs> pole was that? right next to me. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you think that? <laughs> but the telephone pole was right next to me and I just got out of the car. It was right all the way to the dashboard of the car. Sure. And people were like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh my God, cops are coming. I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Here's a good one. All right, well, let's go. Hang well, on. We, uh, hang on here's Facebook. a good one. Why do hangovers seem to get worse as age uh, progresses? Right? I... I <laughs> It's got to be hormones. It's got to be so many dehydration. Everything does. Yes. Everything it's is worse, worse when you we, get older. I think that's you need I don't know. I'm better than right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, hydrolyte is something we I've stand behind here, and that Lack really hydrolyte is this rehydration solution. It's right there. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Oh, and, can and I these have one? Guys, yeah, yeah. Here, Drew, Drew invented it, but oh. he doesn't oh. get the, oh. <laughs> doesn't I'm get take the credit. I'm going to take these home. Oh, and it's and it, you're. 
first lady of love. Is there a lot of sugar in here or no? No, very little. No sugar. No, there's a little bit of. of oh, uh, I'm sure. You can see just in because. Uh, but but the this is the same as an IV. You get the same. I thing. love IV yeah. drips. Well, you don't need it. You got this. <laughs> you don't need the IV. Lie. Really? Thank I'm you, telling sir. you. You're just then you're really? just getting high. Cause see, she's <laughs> a part of that. But I know where she. You you, have do you done ozone? No. Vitamin drips. I do vitamin drips all the time. Stem cells. If they could. Do my whole face with them? I do them. I do spray. <laughs> so, Drew, what? can you read that email from the guy in Jersey? Yes. Okay. Which Jersey? Yeah, I've got a Jersey email here. Let me do that one. We've got a hangover question and a car accident well, question. Okay, that was I'm good. We're, we're going to New Jersey. So, <laughs> so Bob and I are going to go speak on behalf of this New Jersey hospital I want to go. And Chris Christie is going to be there. And now I'm hearing Ted Cruz might be there. No. It's, no, Chris like, Christie's that, it's becoming their issue, though. Good. Uh, hold on. Getting hydrated. All right. This is from uh, George, and he says, I heard that you'll be in New Jersey speaking about opioid addiction and mental health problems. It's extremely bad. I'm a police officer for 13 years. I've dealt with three to six people a week with mental illness and heroin addiction in a one-square-mile town, and services here don't evaluate right. We need help. Yeah. Okay. So that's caused by the drug epidemic, Drew. You can't tell me that's just drug. That's a percentage of drug addicts. L- let me that tell you a story. Always exists. No, correct. Big pharma created the drug drug epidemic in America. Will you give us give me that? No, they contributed to it. The the thing that did. I remember being there in 1999 when those those judgments were handed down, putting physicians in prison. But that was not... big pharma behind it. Who do you think was behind it? The people, the attorneys. Yeah, who was behind? Who was paying Re- their fees? The people. They got huge money out of it. They, they, it was nothing to do with the drug companies. Oh, go, go look, so, at yeah. go look I, at the cases. What do you believe? I think the drug companies have tons, drug companies so are much the biggest profiting industry in the world above petroleum. And, and let me tell you, the the evil story in all this is manufacturing Suboxone right now. Why don't you get on their case? I'm getting on it. Okay, but there's so, so much. How do you? How do you? So, so the point is, that's what turned the tide. When physicians believed they were going to prison, not malpractice, prison, if they didn't adequately treat pain, it was the weirdest experience ever. We all, when somebody would come in and say, "I'm in pain," we should go see a pain management. We can't, we can't take the liability. It became elder abuse. That's not something. A drug elder abuse. What drug have I to do with that? And reckless negligence. That okay, was the let case. me attack it from another angle. Hang on. How are we five percent of the world's population and take almost fifty percent of the world's drugs? It's insane. I know that. I understand. Who that. caused that? Lawyers? Doctors did. Okay. With with, there, with the, now we're getting somewhere. Oh no! The, but, but what? Is, what are the? You think <laughs> She's a drug? being awfully you, quiet right I'm, now. I'm listening. I'm taking but it Bob, all in. Do you think a drug company comes in our office? And no, I don't. I don't no, think we, that. We screwed up big time. Pain is the fifth vital sign. That was by lawyers and, and physician and, and advocacy groups. Pain is the fifth vital sign. That had nothing to do with the drug companies. But I'm not on, saying the drug question. companies weren't duplicitous. They were. If you're in pain were. or you're depressed or yeah. you're having anxiety and someone, a doctor or yeah. a drug company, saying, this is going to help you yeah. and you're desperate, you're going to listen to them. See, mm-hmm. there's the public. Mm-hmm. So I that's mean, what happened that's in true. his hometown. There were people that never would have been exposed to opiates. Oh, for sure. Never would have. Oh, for sure. And now they're perceived as mentally ill and running around and their lives well, are destroyed is, me, by this coalition. But at some point, uh, we as humans have to step in and say, hey, I, I I can't do this. I have to stop or it's a problem or I'm an addict. Or Well, that's the part we're trying to get. Somebody just on. mentioned NET therapy. Thoughts? It ties in with this. I don't know what NET is. NET? NAD? NET. E-T. They tell them to explain. Yeah. yeah, explain what that is. But but, but listen, so I, I was in a situation in 
in a town nearby here where uh, this guy was coming by. He was in a halfway house. He was an addict with chronic schizophrenia. He was coming by and violently attacking people that worked in the mm. facility. And he had just come out of a 24-hour stay in a hospital. He didn't want to take his meds. And he, he went, right became to. violent. I know, that's crazy. So, it was, so we had to call the cops. One of the guys in uniform is an ER doctor. And I go, look, you have to, you have to go to those doctors and tell them they can't mill him through. He's not happier because of this. They're, they're just milling him through and doing what the law requires them to do because mm-hmm. right. there's no resources to treat that guy. You must uh, you tell them, a doctor's evaluated this, and I will hold them accountable if this guy hurts somebody. Put him on a long acting. Give him a shot. I know it's expensive. God damn it, put him on it. And that but was that. But then what? And cause, because then I called – I said I will hold those doctors responsible. Well, magically they did. Because yeah. if you hold them to the liability, oh, now we can do it. So it's, it's, the system is all screwed up. It's just a, and that's nothing to do with addiction. Well, that's just just being able to give people what they need without. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or we can't keep them. Or all this, the bureaucracy and the laws mm-hmm. screw up the care. Well, the the police officer that has the question is is saying, I suspect. Do you really think that in a one mile square area there's three schizophrenic people in no, a small? No, it's all addiction. It's all addiction. Yeah, it's all addiction. That's, that, I was just going to say, do you do you visit Skid Row? Oh yeah. So yeah, it's I a do. Mess. Yeah. It, I I physically turn into I can't handle it yeah. I can't handle it and sh- I was just there. you should do some stuff on housewives about it because that that would raise awareness and maybe we do something I was about just it. I was uh, there for Easter and I did and I usually do it and I'd go down and we'd cut hair and we'd bring everything and I and I I wanted to sit and have conversations I actually made a friend cowboy who's was a vet and he was the only sober one he's like they're crazy I mean but I would talk to <laughs> women she'd have a knife in her bag and yeah. for some reason we're talking and talking but she brought up the Kardashians I'm like hold on. Where did you sleep last night? She's yeah. like, in that guy's tent over there. And I just kind of got in and I just let him do whatever he wanted so I could sleep somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. America. And then she starts talking about the Kardashians. I'm like thinking, this is so There you go. There you go. Insane. It's insane. When, new myth. Oh new myth. But, but it's funny. I was talking to a guy on the radio. I do a daily radio program. And this guy calls in. He goes, hey, man, I was on the street. I was home. Now I drive a truck. And he goes, I know exactly what homeless people need. I go, really? Tell me. He goes, well, you need a place. Where there's a bed and they feed them, and this place should be populated by doctors and nurses and social workers and vocational rehab specialists. I said, yeah, that's what they need. They need lots of hospital care. They need we need to force yeah. appropriate yeah. care on people that don't understand yeah. the condition yeah. there. But I think that the public the is confused. The public is confused about the people on the street that the policeman's talking about. He's seeing it as half addiction, half mental health, or how do you tell that it's mental health, or what is addiction? You don't, you don't tell. And you don't tell. You don't call it mental health till they've been sober six months. Right. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Do you yeah. want to read that other question? Uh, the other email question. Which one is that? There's several here. There now. Was I hope that whatever the comes but to what the, leads the big one, the third the one, mental that I health turns to drugs, or well, drugs turns into mental health. Because we got to know where it came. No, from. I, I get where it. But it came I... from was the movie that your dad probably was around. One flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack. Jack Nicholson yeah. screwed everything up. Michael Michael Douglas produced it before yep. he was an actor. It's true, and it portrayed psychiatric hospitals as hells on earth. They yeah, were I not. Remember. They scary, were not. Scary, they scary. were not. They yeah. were not. And the public, and I hate to say it, the more conservative people who want to save a little bit of money, 
right, saw this opportunity where the public outcry against these psychiatric hospitals caused by one flew over the cuckoo's nest, they just said, okay, let's just let them all out and well, run no, free. There, there were two things. And that created the homeless population yep. in Los Angeles. That's true. Number, But, Bob, there were two, there, it was a coalition of people wanting to save money on the right and people saying, you have no right yes, to yeah. hold these people on yeah, the left. Yeah, they should be free. These are, yeah, these are, these are white. This is cruel. And this is what's happening now, though. That's those people downtown that your friend said are those, oh. they're crazy. Yeah. So, so then, and let's say so. the, pain, the, the pain scale, if you had to say one thing caused the opiate epidemic in America, it's the pain scale. It, but the pain scale was a response to legal and, and professional and uh, patient advocacy groups that got together and said doctors must assess pain as the fifth vital sign. That's how important it is. It's as important as their blood and pressure so, and, so and their who pulse. And who profited from that law? The pain management doctors who went nuts on it. Big Pharma sold $30 billion no, no, worth I, of Oxycontin. No, I understand they were duplicitous. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But, oh, absolutely. But but it was perpetrated by my profession. So Carried you don't think there's a conspiracy. It just was How? right place, right time. What would the conspiracy be? Doctors have no relationship with drug companies. There's no You don't get anything. For, you can't even have them in your office. In the 90s, they did. They, they would get courted by them a little bit, but it was already being cracked down by them. But you can't – you don't get anything for prescribing. You get, all you get is the visit. You get the patient visit. And what they would do is make the patient visit essentially a Starbucks visit. They let the patient come in, see a nurse, like, like a marijuana dispensary, and tell them, <laughs> tell them what they want. It was the same thing. And they would not even see a doctor. Doctor would just co-sign it Sign so they could see 1,000 patients a day who come in and just walk out with bags. But then of, they get paid on, okay, I give them visit. what they want. The, they get right, paid for a visit. not cheap. we got to figure out how to have a business like that. Well, we make all the <laughs> yeah, money and I'm, they do all the, all the dirty is, uh, is her people saying anything? <laughs> they love my crystals and they the, my hugs and I'm that that sober woman. So have you ever have you ever uh, met the hugging nun? Uh, to Alma? Yeah, she's not a nun though. What is she? she? She's Alma. She's a spiritual being. Have you I heard guess about this I waited in line till one a.m. and then I had to go. But I it was an incredible experience, and I think that Supposedly, our hug would. Being yeah. hugged by this woman yeah, changes, changes you. you. Oh, for Ooh. sure. No. We got to go. I, I believe that can happen. You got to gotta wait I'll like two you. days to be hugged by Yeah, but, but they have an incredible dancing and singing hugging, hugging people. people. I'm going to turn into Alma. There Good. you go. Do yeah. it. We all should turn Just to Alma's. Uh, I agree. Alma's the myth. And then people talk <laughs> about, please explain. No, she's incredible. How is it that you're so uncomfortable holding on to someone, whether you know them or not? First of all, we're all spiritual beings. We are, we're energy, and we're stuck in this body as we know it. So your mind tells you, oh, this isn't right. I'm uncomfortable. I can't hug this person. Why? Why? There's no difference between you and I. And right now, when you tell someone you love them, is it because you love their being or their spiritual essence of, it doesn't matter that I met you 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I can love you who you are for as long as I've known you because I feel that connection or I'm attracted to your mind or whatever it may be. But no, society says, you don't know that guy. You can't love him. Bullshit. I love him. Default hey, uh Wait, really quick. <laughs> The the NET. Kenny Kenny wanted us to talk about NET. Yeah. It's a mind body technique that uses methodology of finding and removing neurological imbalances yeah. related to the physiology of unresolved. And then it goes dot Tra- dot trauma. Dot. Trauma. So so, <laughs> is that so what, is that what Simone kind of is into? No, no, there's a lot of stuff like that out yeah. there. He should know a lot of stuff. And and uh, the guy named Bessel van der Kolk is sort of the leading mind trying to figure out. 
what kind of and and Alan Shore trying to figure what kind of bodily Alan based Shore treatments. has been around a long time. Can yeah. I tell you what I experience? And this has something to I so I see an acupuncturist and he'll go in and he'll release my energy and then he's like like the day before Thanksgiving he's like oh shit Eden he's like really you want to do this before Thanksgiving I'm like I've seen what's going on he goes okay I'll get in there so he'll release me through acupuncture and then he'll find where I'm holding it and then he'll verbally talk about what it is and we'll release it and whether I'm screaming or I mean a lot of people even you know Tony Robbins or the, you use your energy to release the the physical pain or sensation because your mind holds on to it and so we just work through that and all of a sudden it's gone i'm well, not, it's shifted it's is regulated gone. i would call it regulated well I, well it's for me it's gone i mean i the more you do it the longer you you know just yeah. like anything yeah. you work your muscle you work your mind you work your bicep um, I, I think people can, need to figure out more of these bodily based things that work for them. Just they sitting. Do. Have you people... been with a shaman ever? Uh-uh. Incredible. They use music and sound and drum work and beats to tap into what your body's holding onto. So you release it. She'll come up here, and all of a sudden my brain's going like this, and I'm tapping into something physically with her body. And she's like, What's going on? And at this time, I felt my ovaries. And she's like, What is it? What is it? And when I was a kid, I had two abortions. Mm-hmm. And it was coming out through her shaman work, tapping into it, and she gave me the permission. It's okay. These had to pass through you to, I mean, we worked through, maybe I was holding it in my body, obviously, who goes through a surgery, two surgeries like that, mind-body connection, and just, oh, it's okay, and never even talks about How it. How many people just sit still? That's the other thing Thank that, you. that my dad used to do. He'd get up my very early too. in the morning, he'd just sit in the in this kitchenette area and just sit though. there. <laughs> he, was, he was depressed. Well, <laughs> I mean, but he was centered. We're going to save that That's for the funny. next show because okay. we're running out of time. He was kind of depressed. He ended up killing himself. So. So, <laughs> so your, dad, your dad did? Yeah, well, he stopped He stopped taking his blood thinning medicine on purpose. Oh, wow. So we have to, we had, a, we had somebody ask how much that costs, the, the acupuncture. It's and not the, that much. No, my guys, is not nearly as not, much you just as have to real medicine. Find the right people and search out what it is. It's feeling. like getting a massage. It's like oh, what? I live for my massage. A hundred bucks live. or something, or two hundred bucks. He'll do me for two you know hours for one hundred and twenty dollars. I said, but for, for most people, that's I mean, that's a, still that is, a lot of money. It is, but you can find. But you, I would find the right people. You want to be careful, right? Hey, right. you know what, Drew? When they're standing in line at Walgreens, I mean, getting all their drugs, and it's two hundred and eighty dollars, they right. don't have a problem paying that. Or you're going to and Starbucks and drinking and sicker and sicker. Yep. I understand, yeah. but but when I say you know ninety nine dollars for heal, people go the average person can't come up with that, and yet they can for lots of other things. They can so go you, to the ER. Don't get my Republican bones started. Does anyone talk they about can food? afford cable TV and yep. cell phones? What about food and what we put in our body? <laughs> Too much we, for struggling addicts, somebody said. <laughs> Too much well, for much. struggling addicts. Yeah. 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 If you eat clean are... and what you put in, you really will give back. And yes. it's, it's who I mean, we there's, are. There's it's... all kinds of nonprofits that do sweat lodges oh, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I live to sweat. Go to Bikram Yoga. Buy a membership. Sweat it 40 out. 40 bucks a month. Incredible. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to wrap up the Facebook. Okay. And, um, thank, thank you all for you. watching the Facebook. You throw Live. kisses. Everybody thank loves you. you. And and somebody right, said bye, bye. that Bob and Drew are are geniuses. Yeah, they are. So uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, we got a good. Yeah, well, check out this life, everybody. That we do it every week. It goes up what Mondays. It goes up Mondays. Go to drdrew.com. Check out our family podcast there. This life, Bob and I do this every week. Tell we have everyone great over guests. there to do it. Yeah, we have great guests, and uh, it really is uh, a really good podcast. And we talk, we we gravitate towards recovery because it's me and Bob, but we really want to talk about everything in this life. And and Eden's been a nice. 
nice way to sort of expand uh, catching what up with these genius or minds create, or create yeah you guys are a great team mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. i, I want to come back one day and just sit and listen <laughs> no problem uh, you can also you're, download that, the right? podcast. you're two new best friends <laughs> all right well signing off thank you all right all right, all right so uh i want to well, ask one last question yeah so so you, e-d-e-n was your name that your parents gave Is you right my name yeah yeah right do you, do you feel like that's a burden so when, they, when you give a hippie a kid <laughs> a name? I think it's a burden. Lots I'm of my friends change their name because Not they didn't want to have the name. I think that my name is a responsibility. They gave me Eden. So at some point, my therapist said, do you ever think about your name and what it means? I'm like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. And so through the years, if I don't live up to my name, then I'm just an idiot. <laughs> so I take it on as a responsibility. That's shame. Did, did you that's have- shame motivation. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Please give me that name and let me live up to it. Thank you, Dad. Right. Thank there's, there's you. shame and then there's toxic shame, right? So she, she has, you know, okay she shame. She has Eden shame. I, <laughs> uh, but, but, um, but I also think being my father's daughter, that's a legacy. If I don't live up to that and I don't give back and I don't lead by example, then I, again, am an idiot. You bring up an interesting point, though, just something for to make a note of. Did you have a punk rock phase? No, okay. not really. Yeah, extreme then, personal responsibility, I can see. <laughs> I understand, but, but she, her, yes. her parents were not hippies. Because no. all the kids... I'm more of a hippie than they right. ever were. All the what kids, were, they? were they? What was your mom like? My mom is my mom's great. She uh, was an actress, model, and then she met my dad. She was in Burbank, and then she turned into, oh my God, I'm Vidal Sassoon's wife. And then they were always ahead of their time in health and beauty. They were very much health and beauty until she got into alcohol. That's hippie stuff. No, no, no. It's business. It's business. Oh, and business beauty. stuff dis- but, disguises hippie but, stuff. But it wasn't just business. They lived. They, they lived. Believed it. I know. Oh, I get yeah. It. They, I get they it. did but, it. But, but the the hippie, the kids of hippie parents became the hardcore punk rockers yeah, in no. the eighties yeah. and nineties. We that, weren't hippies. Yeah, they, that's how you can tell the parents are hippies. The, the I parents, believe the in kids free love. Rejected that completely and became punkers. Yeah, there was you know, no punk. You know how many? How many? Los Angeles girls are named Rain. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but you, do you Sunshine. think Eden is hippie? Sunshine. Do you think I Eden is... No, it's no. more of like I, I kind of lumped it in with hippie. Powerful no. got it. And that's because I'm in my overalls and well, my maybe long it's hair because and my beads. When I was a kid, I I, be a my hippie. dad got very disgruntled. Next, two doors down from our vacation house in Palm Springs, Adam and Eve mm. rented the house on our you know, that freaked them out, if, and they'd walk around naked. Oh my god! And my dad like walked around 71. naked every. Sunday. See, he was a hippie. No, he was a nudist. <laughs> he was a total nudist. He, he didn't a give a nudist. shit about anybody being. Yeah, Drew's Drew's fading more towards hippie. He now. never did drugs. No, he because the seventies had all these mfers <laughs> that that were self actualized <laughs> and were <laughs> casting off. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were not hippies. No, they were not hippies. in the seventies he was he was even in the sixties he was the head of. Of the, you know, the Empire he was an artist he was creative yeah they're casting yeah. alright we gotta go we gotta wrap it up we gotta wrap it up Eden website amazing my website no you might go to my Instagram it's the most fun it's Eden Sassoon got it yeah. we'll do that go to her salon go to her Pilates her, Studios Pilates get studios. in there let me kick your ass and uh, we'll see you next time Lost in a tropic way Seized with every motion As you slowly lose your clothes 
beaches of Mexico. What can I do for you? Erase all of your burdens so we never have to go. The sea a seductive blue. Only she can reach us on the beaches of Mexico. Oh, oh, you give in to me, I give in to you. Here, so near and free, just gazing. 